strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's gonna be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! I might not know much, but I know this much, Ron Wolfley. What's that, Polly? The AFC West is loaded. <laughs> Like a Ron Wolfley dinner plate on St. Patty's Day. I mean, we're talking the corned beef, the cabbage, the Irish uh, bangers and mash, the carrots. I mean, everything is right there in the AFC West. So I you mean, heard me take a shot at you earlier, Paul. Is that what you're saying? Somebody walked in mid-afternoon or so and said literally out of nowhere, Hey, Calvisi, your hair does not look like a Philly cheesesteak, just so you know. And I said, what in the <laughs> are you talking about? And sure enough, sure enough, it took me about four seconds. I said, let me guess. Were you in the car listening to a certain midday show? Paulie, I'm so sorry. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. I don't care if Wolf's talking or not. We are Santan Ford. Paul Calvisi here. Uh, Wolf over there. Soon to be James Conner is going to join us and join us here. And, yeah, we will enjoy the conversation. I tell you that much with James Conner. That was a big get. I, I, I know where all the headlines right now are coming out of the AFC West. And, yes, Devontae Adams has been traded to the Raiders for a round one and round two pick going back to the Green bag Packers because he's going to ink a deal that's reportedly worth $141 million, a five-year deal, max value 141-plus. And uh, Wolf, if nothing else, uh, guess what? That Cardinals schedule, the NFC West, they picked the wrong year to match up with the AFC West. I mean, we need to go back and like sue the NFL schedule makers right now. Paulie, there's no doubt about it. You have to be kidding me. The AFC West, what a monster this is becoming this offseason due to free agency. Yeah. And we'll get into that. But speaking of free agency, let's get things started with the Cardinals and what has gone down already. We're going to detail the comings and the goings. And guess what? Two tight ends, not one, but two tight ends signed on the line that is dotted. Here's Zach Ertz on why he never made it to the free agent market. When you find a good thing, you don't go looking for something else. They, they made it known that I was a priority from the moment the season ended. And to be in a place that respects you for not only what you do on the field, but off the field as well, the way you approach the game for me it, is valuable. You can't put a price on that. Um, and so it, it truly is just something that I wanted to be here. And so for me, it was a no-brainer. It's a three-year deal, a reported $31.5 million, $17.5 million guaranteed for the former Eagles Pro Bowl tight end. The Cardinals gave up a fifth-round pick for last midseason, Ron Wolfley. And, Paulie, you know what was so interesting as well was just the fact that Zach is 100% correct. The Cardinals did target him. They did 
They targeted Zach Ertz, Paulie. The question is, of course, why was it Zach Ertz that they were targeting right here? Why was it not, oh, I don't know, another wide receiver that might be out there? Now, I know they signed Zach Ertz before the free agent period, of course, but they did that because they had a personnel grouping in mind, Paul. They had a paradigm shift offensively in mind when they signed Zach Ertz. How many teams, and we talked about this the last couple weeks right here in the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert, how many teams have that dual tight end threat? especially in the NFC West. And so I think this really separates the Cardinals. You get Zach Ertz, you get Max Williams. They're, they've never played together because Max Williams went down in week five and then Zach Ertz showed up thereafter. But if they can get on the same page with Kyler Murray, in fact, here's Zach Ertz talking about that, mm. that chemistry with his quarterback. Kyler and I got introduced to each other in the middle of the season. And in the middle of the season, most of those conversations were geared towards football and geared towards the next opponent we were playing, geared towards how we can be better. Um, But I look forward to just continuing to grow as friends. Obviously, I think he's a great friend to me. Um, He's he's, he's someone that I've loved playing with and for the past 11 games. And I think we're just uh, really scratching the surface with our chemistry level on the football field. Um, And so I'm excited to see where that goes in year two. Zach Ertz and James Conner and Justin Pugh and Max Williams. What does what does this say to you, Polly? What does this portend? You're talking about the veterans and the leadership and just the reliability and the fact they're known quantities. Yes, Polly. Not only that, this these signings right here they paint a picture, a picture a picture I should say of when the Cardinals were five and zero and seven and zero when the Cardinals' offense was one of the top three offenses in the football universe. They were talented. They were tough. They were physical. This is an acknowledgement of everything that they were before Max Williams went down, in my opinion. And somebody after the season said, we're going to move away from 11 personnel, three wide receivers, and run down situation, move away from that to 12 personnel. In other words, that third wide receiver is going to be replaced by Zach Ertz in rundown situation with James Conner. I think this portends the Arizona Cardinals offense is going to be more uh, more physical in first and 10, second and one to six, classic rundown situations. Interesting. And, and you know what? It, it would make sense. I mean, you want to get your best weapons out there, right? Zach Ertz and Max Williams, especially the way Max Williams played the first four and a half games of the season. That Minnesota game where he set career highs with seven catches for 94 yards of receiving at a big touchdown catch right early in that first month. I mean, he was critical. And then you cited this. When you watch the film, the Cardinals run game is different when Max with two X's because, you know, why yes. he has that second X because he's a two-way tight end, right? <laughs> That's right, Paul right there I absolutely love it go back and look the Cardinals basically said the first half of the season that happened that happened and they believe what they saw happening was real and that's what they want to get back to only better this time because with Zach Ertz and Max Williams as opposed to Max Williams and a third wide receiver I think Zach Ertz and Max Williams especially in rundown situation in play action oh my goodness Look out with that right there. That is going to be a great combination. It's going to be more physical, and yet at the same time, you're going to have that play-action pass, man, and you might see Kyler under center a little bit more. 
Because you're right. When the that first month or so, that seven and zero, the ten and two, I should say, when they were a much more balanced offense, especially before the loss of Deha. But you know that was a problem for opponents when the Cardinals got the run game going and the passing game, and they were absolutely lethal. Max Williams was a big part of that. And now, unlike Zach Ertz, he didn't meet the media this week. So the next best thing is for us to go back to the Pash Pod, the recent episode that featured Frank Caliendo, the man of a million voices, calling oh, no. a Max Williams touchdown <laughs> oh, no. as Mel Kuyper and John Madden. Max Williams, 14-yard touchdown catch. Let's start doing that as Mel Kuyper. Can you do that? Talk about tremendous snap. Snap to Kyler Murray. Three-step drop. Lobs it deep to the middle of the end zone. Max Williams, double X on the X. Max, a single S on the Williams. Hangs it. He's a hit. Touchdown. Williams over the middle. Got popped. But Kyler Murray with a beautiful touchdown throw. And at the end of the day, the Cardinals are back in front. <laughs> okay. Let's do uh, John Madden. I mean, I mean, well, what are you going to do when, when Max Williams runs the seam on you? I mean, what a great read by Kyler Murray. I mean, that's Kyler Murray just being Kyler Murray right there. He saw what he needed to do, and boom. I mean, he just made it happen. <laughs> that's Frank Caliendo Stop being it, Frank Caliendo, <laughs> the singular talent that is Frankie. So that's outstanding stuff right there. Okay, so once again, Max Williams is back on board. Zach Ertz is on board. James Conner, we'll hear from him momentarily. We'll get into all that. You'll hear from the Cardinals Pro Bowl running back Justin Pugh, you mentioned. He's now set to make a guaranteed salary reportedly of $5.5 million. Took the pay cut, another $1.5 available in incentives. Dennis Gardeck is back. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Colt McCoy-Wolf, how important was it to get the backup quarterback on a two-year deal? No doubt about it, Bully. That said an awful lot right there. Colt McCoy coming in and being the mentor once again to Kyler Murray. Um, This is a great relationship that they had last year, of course. Only one year in that quarterback room, so I'm looking forward to Colt McCoy coming back and being an influence in regard to Kyler Murray right now. And once again, Paul, I I really do believe this, this represents... I could be dead wrong on this, Paul. Okay, hear me well on this. I could be dead wrong. Yet at the same time, I, I really do believe this represents a paradigm shift in the in the offensive meeting rooms for the Arizona Cardinals. I really do believe that. Moving away from a lot of 11, last year, Paulie, in rundown situation, they were in 11 personnel almost 57% of the time. Okay, yeah. 57% of the time. They were in 12 personnel, two tight ends, in rundown situation 27% of the time. I think those are going to flip. That's what I think is going to happen. I think those are going to flip. You're going to see a lot more of the two tight ends with Max Williams and Zach Ertz. That's why they prioritized Zach Ertz, because of the play-action pass that is going to happen across the middle of the field, in particular with Zach Ertz and Kyler Murray. It is it is a big move, I think, a paradigm shift inside the offense. All right, incoming and then outgoing real quick. Jordan Phillips and Jordan Hicks both released, created salary cap room. And then you have Chandler Jones at his Raiders press conference today. Ron Wolfley, if there is one urgent need right now, it's got to be for an edge rusher. Got to be on the edge, Paulie, no doubt about that, right? Who's out there right now, Paul? Who can you go get? Zadarius Smith backed out. That wouldn't Um, be bad. (laughs) Right. I also throw out a name. Yes. Daniil Hunter. Is due like an $18 million Mm. guaranteed payment by the end of this week. I think it's Sunday or so. I see. There is speculation he might be available. 
yeah, you know, and well, again, what could you get him for? Right. And how much would you have to pay? But Daniil Hunter, okay, Paul, sold. You got me. I'd be all over that, of course. And it, it sounds like something that Steve Kime might be able to pull off. But the money, that could be prohibitive. All right. Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds. Speaking of prohibitive money, Christian Kirk got the bag and then some oh, a contract with a base value of $72 million, a max value of $84 million, $37 million fully guaranteed for Christian Kirk. Did you see that coming, Paul, with Christian no. Kirk? Did you I see mean, that? We were told behind the scenes, and, and we talked about it the last month or so, the market was going to be robust. But when he's better paid than basically all, except all except a half dozen receivers in the game – yeah, that that that's because you're Jacksonville, and you have to overpay if you're Jacksonville. Just go back to the Calais Campbell signing once upon a time. Yeah, that honestly, that blew my mind right there. Chandler Jones again. Um, and by the way, I'm very happy for Christian Kirk. I want to say that. You know, a guy, hey, listen, this is what players do. They get paid. They go out and they perform, and then you get a contract and you get compensated. And never forget, when you play this game, it's a dangerous game, the game of football, of course. When you play this game and you play it hard, man, you want that check. And that's important, setting up you and taking care of your family for the rest of your life, Lord willing, of course. But for me, I'm all for it, Christian Kirk. I'm so happy for him. But that's something the Arizona Cardinals could never pay him. Just could never pay Christian Kirk that kind of money. No, not feasible. Chase Edmonds, he gets uh, big money at least. I mean, think about it. Even he tweeted out, a kid went to Fordham, a mid-round pick who made his way in the NFL, a $12 million deal, 6.1 guaranteed. Awesome. As Kyler Murray tweeted out, quote, going to miss going to war with my guy Chase Edmonds. Miami got a dog was the tweet there. And uh, abs- you know, the media really needs some good interviews back in the locker room. Missing Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk right now. That's We have needs and wants as well. The those media. are go-to guys, are they now, Paulie? Yes, they are. No doubt about it. So, And you know what? Those guys, and you know this, Wolf, win or lose, those guys would join yep. us after every game broadcast from the locker room. They would answer all the questions stand-up dudes and we're happy to see they got paid uh now we'll see how the cardinals cope in fact we'll talk to the new rb1 it is his job to be clear james connor will join us next and by the way join the cardinal season ticket priority list for the 2022 season we talked about that schedule are you kidding me the nfc west plus the buccaneers the saints the chiefs the chargers the patriots and the eagles all at home that is azcardinals.com slash priority list for more info james connor on the other side it is the big red rage presented by santan ford and gilbert First and goal on the one. They line up Kyler Murray under the center and put James Conner deep in the backfield, seven yards. Murray takes, quick pitch, far side Conner into the end zone, touchdown, his fifth in the last two plus games. All we know it. We know it now. The NFL knows it now. They found out the hard way after 18 total touchdowns, a Pro Bowl campaign. And now we know that James Conner is on board long-term, a three-year contract, and he joins us now on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Congratulations, James. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. 
That uh, When you're mic'd up like that, by the way, does that fire you up a little bit more? Do you ever learn anything about yourself when you go back and see and hear <laughs> yourself in action? Uh, it's always nice to, you know, to go back and see, you know, because when you're in the moment so much, you know, it's like you don't know what you sound like or how you are, but just to sit back on a couch and it's not game day, you're not fired up. You know, it's just, uh, it's funny to see how things change, you know, but, um, you know, being mic'd up is cool for sure. Yeah. I like it. I like it, man. I liked your nickname for uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kizzle. <laughs> a, so, and I guess yeah. any play call is a good play call. If he's calling your number, I imagine. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so if I hear I'm getting the ball in the huddle, it's an excellent call. <laughs> <laughs> how often, after you're, the play is called, your number is called, and you're standing there right before the snap. How often do you know, oh, yeah, this is going to work. This play is going to yeah. hit. Um, you know, it just it's a combination of everything. It's uh, where you're at on the field, you know, and what type of play it is. But, um, you know, when we get in that red zone, you know, I like to think every time is, is that time, you know, whether you know, wherever we're at. So, um, but, no, for, man, it's just a mindset thing, you know, when uh, it's, it's trust. You know, you got the carrying the whole team with you when you know you're getting the ball. Um, and so it's just, you know, running back especially is all reaction, you know, for the most part. So it's exciting, man. That's the best way I can put it. It's exciting knowing you're going to get the ball, you know, while living your dream. Mindset. And I've said this in the offseason. I hope you're okay with this. I said, you know what, James Conner, he's not just a playmaker. He's a mentality. Absolutely. You you consider that part of your job to try and rub that off on other guys, don't you? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's part of leadership thing, and it's also just who I am. You know, I see people talking about the numbers and whatever it may be, and they like to just label running backs, running backs, but I'm much more than that. You know, I'm not, I, I am a running back, but uh, like you said, a mindset, like I like to set the tone for things. Um, you know, just being, being my best self, you know, I give more to this team than, than just touchdowns, you know, and so I take pride in that. So you're aware that when you flatten a defender, that you fire up the sideline. I mean, guy, yeah. you call it bully ball. Bully right? ball. Right? Define that. <laughs> man, football is a man on a man every time. You know, it'll really never change. And that's what the game is. And uh, sometimes you just got to be a bully. Somebody in your way, you got to, you know, force them out of your way. And, um, man, just be more physical. And so, you know, being a bully, when you think of a bully, what do you think of? You think of somebody physical um, and all of that type of stuff. So, it's just it's bully ball. Because down on the sideline, I'll see you after a play like that or a drive like that. You'll finish a play with a physical run, a touchdown run, and then you'll come back and you'll you'll purposely go after the defense, right? <laughs> you try and fire them up to right. carry it forward. Of course. That's what football is. It's um, it's emotion. It's energy. It's momentum. You know, and we got to feed off of each other. There's three phases in the game and uh, all, all looking to accomplish one goal. So, we at war. What's it like? to go into the four-minute offense and close out a game. You guys did that quite often. In yeah. that 10-2 and two start, I mean, heck, it was a lot more than four minutes. I think you ran off 11 minutes against the Rams in the fourth quarter. There were like 11 run plays on a 12-play yeah. drive at Cleveland, mm -hmm. right, close down. What's that like? How enjoyable is that as a running back yeah. in the it's, fourth quarter? It's, enjoy it's enjoyable to see, you know, the offensive lineman getting into it and pumped up. You know, like it just builds confidence, and it also is just um, – it's power, it's uh, imposing your will, you know, and just closing that ball out and then you get to the best formation in football, you know, the victory formation. That's Can't right. beat it. Yep. James Conner, our guest here, Cardinals running back. It's a three-year deal. Do you have a favorite touchdown? I know there's a lot to choose from. You had 18. Yes. I mean, but, uh, I mean, you had the 45-yard catch and run against the Niners. Mm -hmm. You had the one-hander against the Bears, and then Cliff Kingsbury raced down the sideline yeah. to give you congratulations. <laughs> I mean, there was even the Wildcat touchdown against the Rams on Monday night, yes. right? That might that might have been one. It would be either that one or the one before where I broke – 
Aaron Donald's touchdown. You know, that's my big brother. That's my guy. And so for him to get, be clean and me shake him off, you know, we were just lifting together a couple of days ago, you know. And so um, he was like, I was pissed. He scored that one. <laughs> you know, so even though it was just a one-yard one, there was, uh, there was so much behind it. Now, wait a minute. True or false? You were a defensive lineman in high school. Yes, sir. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that? I loved it. I love. I still to this day love defense. I got my scholarship to to go to Pitt as a defensive end. Really? Uh, yeah, I committed before my senior year of high school started. I went to the prospect camp. Um, this is all in my book too, by the way. Fear is a choice. Nice. Um, but yeah, I went to the camp, and then uh, my senior year, I was playing running back, and then they called. They said, "Hey, when you get to Pitt, we want you to play running back." But but defense has always been, you know, mm. my love. You know, I've always loved defense, and, and uh, I'm all right at it. Is that why you and Aaron Donald <laughs> get along so well? Maybe. Yeah. Right. We got a little half sec together in, <laughs> uh, in our bowl game versus Bowling Green. My my freshman year at Pitt and his senior year. Really? So, yeah, we combined. I think we met at the quarterback, so that's something <laughs> I hold on to, too. So how motivating is it now that Aaron Donald has a ring? Yes. I'm super motivated. I'm motivated more than ever. And the Super Bowl was at our house next year. Yep. You know, and so it's like it's only right. We have so many great opportunities for this thing just to be an incredible story, you know, how we can end it, you know, after after next season. And so – um, I'm going to do my best to just lead, get everybody on the same same page, and uh, we have an opportunity to do something really special. Because, James, I'm sure you've heard it, and it goes for your position group. There are a lot of people who are resistant to giving veteran running backs that mm-hmm. big long-term deal. Yes. What would you say to people who have that fear? Uh, man, if you got a playmaker, you know, let, just let him make plays, you know. Um, <sighs> that's what it is. You know, I know I know what I'm capable of. I know what I bring to the table. Um you know, I see, I see, I see a ring in my future. But as far as you know, being a veteran, you know, I, I see leadership. You know, I'm going to get to another pro, but I'm going to continue to score touchdowns. I'm going to do all of that, and so, and bring this mindset to a team. And uh, I think uh, Az showed me that they believed in me. Did you have to prove yourself with your hands? Even your own position coach, James mm-hmm. Saxon, we love Sax, right? Yeah. And, and we had him on the Big Red Rage in August. And mm-hmm. we asked him about you and how you'd be utilized. And, and I think we brought up the passing game. He said, now, guys, just hang on. You don't put an elephant in a sailboat. That, yeah. was, that was his line about you, okay? <laughs> but there you were making those one-handed grabs. And even Cliff Kingsbury said he did not realize what he had when yeah. it came to the passing game with you. Yeah, you know, this, this game. You know, you have to continue to prove yourself week after week. I've always believed in my hands and knew what I was capable of, um, you know. And uh, I surprised myself with some, you know, you know, yep. in Chicago in the rain and all that with the sure. left hand, all that good stuff, you know. But, um, you know, there's more plays to be made. I got to continue to make great catches and uh, and do all that for this team. But it'll be something I got to prove till, till I'm done. So well, I'm that's why in the it. press conference you called yourself an athlete, right? Yes, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you see this offense evolving? What what is the next step you think for this offense? Uh, and the next step is just to to we got to just play as one, play as a unit, and, and just believe, be bought in, because we have more than enough weapons, you know. And uh, and so we just gonna look back, you know. Last year we got eliminated out of the playoffs, and so gonna look to see what went wrong and why. And, and just correct that. That's the next step going forward. How much pain were you in in that playoff game? Uh, yeah, it was painful. It was painful for sure, you know, but it, it, it was all or nothing. You know what I mean? It was win or go home. So um, you got to put that on the back burner. And you brought this up in your press conference. We're on board with James Conner, Cardinals Pro Bowl running back, that, look, you faced down cancer in your life. So anything football-related isn't yeah. nearly the same challenge, is it? No, no, it's not the same challenge. It's uh, It's not life or death. You know, um, 
you just got to have fun with it and just enjoy it. You know, it's temporary. Like I, like I said, I know I know one day, you know, we can't play football forever. So while we're in it, um, we just can't look back and we just got to we just got to ball out and, and just have so much fun with it because, you know, it's coming to an end one, one day. Because guys talk about you at practice. We're not out there, but they talk about your spirit mm-hmm. at practice. Is that partially where it comes from maybe just you're enjoying it right 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 um you know my, my family likes to say you know everything else now is just a bonus you know you've been through the hardest part um i still get this my all too though what would you like to achieve this year i mean you have 18 total touchdowns you got the pro bowl i mean what's next for you and and how do things change if you are the premier every down running back without chase edmonds i believe i'm capable of that you know but uh what what else, what's next for me is just like I said, just be the best athlete I can be. But also, I want to play in a big game. You know, I want to play in that big game and win it. And it's, like I said, especially that it's uh that it's at State Farm next year, yeah. like Aaron Donald, right? Yeah, absolutely. he's not going to retire, is he? Come on now. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure I ain't gonna speak for him. <laughs> but he did. He did tell me he was addicted to the feeling. You know, he said. Uh, he said he thought, you know, when, you know, whenever, you know, he, he won, a, won a Super Bowl, that might be it, um, you know, but working out with him and whatnot, he said he addicted to that feeling, man. You know, you see you see Brady coming back, you mm-hmm. know, so I guess when, when that winning is in you and you get to get a chance to experience it, you want more of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see no, more AD no. next year. Wish he would retire. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. I know. My yeah, goodness. But, well, congratulations thank again. You. I appreciate you guys. There you go. James Conner, Pro Bowl running back here on the Big Red Rage. Bully ball, as we said, a mentality, not just a playmaker. We'll continue with the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert right after this. Part of the Vikings radio network there. Paul Allen on the call. The former first-round pick of the Vikings 2020. And now an Arizona Cardinal on a two-year deal. 5'10", 190-pound cornerback. Definitely a position of need. And to be able to pull him out and uh, a guy who's still young, sat out last season. But, Wolf, if nothing else, here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, Jeff Gladney appears to have all the measurables you would need in a guy who could be a number one or a number two corner in this system. Yeah, no, you're right about that, Paulie. And I expect an awful lot from Jeff Gladney because I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to give him every opportunity to be one of their top three corners. They see him, I'm told, they see him as a starting corner. Now, in the NFL, you've got to have three corners. You have to have that. So much of the time you're in nickel out on the field where you've got three corners. So obviously with Byron Murphy, with Marco Wilson and Jeff Gladney, it appears as though the Arizona Cardinals think he's going to be that number three corner. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I traded some info with some of the folks as part of that process, and and, and absolutely, Wolf. They think he's going to quote make an impact right away, and you know he can play inside or out. He has exceptional foot speed, the quickness. Um, he's known to be really tough. He said he would have run in the low four fours. He ran a four four eight at the combine, but he actually competed in the combine with a torn meniscus. Yes. Think about that. He just said, you know what? I want to get out there. I want to compete. 
uh, tells you a lot about you know just the mindset and the physicality. And that's one thing about the Cardinals secondary, right? Every guy who's a big part of that secondary will hit you, doesn't hesitate to be physical. No, you're right, Polly, about that. It's very interesting what's going to happen with the defense going forward right now. Um, one of the things I think Vance Joseph had to do last year was play a lot more zone than he really is comfortable with playing a lot more zone because of the secondary and how banged up the secondary got. But I I think we've got to remember as well, Paulie, that the secondary had a defensive quarterback rating. The entire defense for the Arizona Cardinals had a defensive quarterback rating that was in the top five, 10 to 12 weeks hmm. through the season, Paul. In the top five. Now listen, you, you know... You know you just can't take a stat and just absolutely it's the end-all, be-all. But a defensive quarterback rating is a really good metric that measures just how effective a defense is against a passing offense in the National Football League. And they were in the top five through 10, 12 weeks of the season. And then Robert Alford went down. Robert Alford went down. That was a big loss, Paul. He was playing so well. And Marco Wilson hit a wall. And even Byron Murphy seemed to step back. Yeah, here was the stat: it, it was it was Week 14, the Monday night loss against the Rams at home, where the Cardinals gave up three chunk plays, passing plays of 40 plus yards. They had given up three all season to date, Sounds and then right. they gave up three in that single game. So, to your point, yes, that secondary, especially after the loss of Robert Alford, just got a little discombobulated and or hit the wall, and so, boom, they bring in Jeff Gladney on the uh, two-year deal. A guy who went against Jalen Rager at TCU and credits that with his ability to play man and run with elite speedsters, so I think everyone's curious to see him. How about the mentality, though, the James Conner interview? I mean, when he was talking about how football – is emotion, it's energy, it's momentum, quote-unquote, right? When he's saying, I'm more than a running back. I'm yeah. bringing my mindset to this team. I think we got an idea why he was the number one priority in the offseason. It's not just James Conner, the player. It is the mentality. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I know this, Paul. Listen, I block for Kevin Mack. Kevin Mack would truck you, all right? I mean, that was his nickname. You can imagine. Mack truck, right? Truck. Sure was Kevin Mack's nickname, of course. He would truck you. And, you know, Jerome Bettis as well. Those two guys, Paul, I can tell you right now, when they would line up and they would absolutely run over somebody, everybody comes off the sideline. (laughs) Everybody. It doesn't matter where you are, man. It fires you up, especially the defense. When they watch a running back go out there and give what he's got, and lay it on the line and hammer somebody running over, choosing the third rail of running the football. Not going to the left, not going to the right, but going straight over a defender. That is the essence of the game of football, and it brings everybody, even quarterbacks, will stand up all and watch that and get fired up when somebody does that. And that is James Conner. You are so right. I mean, I can't tell you how often that happened this year on the sideline. Defensive guys sitting on the bench, the 300-pounders, enjoying a cup of Gatorade, and they're looking up at the big screen, and there's James Conner either jack-stopping somebody in the open field or a DB turns it down and makes a business decision. They're off the bench, pumping their fist. You heard him when we asked him about the four-minute offense, and the Cardinals did that when that 10-2 and start, again, to your point. They got into that four-minute offense how many times, and he said it, quote, it's imposing your will. 
end quote, yeah. and that's what they did so often was when they went to the run game in the fourth quarter with a lead. Yeah, Paul, you know what? I love it when you say that. You say that a lot, that James Conner is more than just a running back. He's a mentality. I really, I mean, that's what it is. Steve Kime wanted to get more physical. He wanted better leadership in the locker room, and he wanted to become more physical. James Conner is is the epitome of those two things right there and exactly what Steve Kime, I think, was thinking. The, the only other thing I want to say here, he was really, really vague in regard to what the offense might be when you asked him about yep. the evolution of this offense. What might that actually be? Paul, you actually asked a very salient question. Right there, it was really a good question. By I you didn't for, get an answer though. For I was a little ju- disappointed. <laughs> for just a sideline guy, that was well <laughs> thought out by you, Polly, and he did. He was very, very vague on that one right there. And I say, I think I understand why. How many guys get a D one scholarship as a defensive end and then become a Pro Bowl running back? I love that, man. I I did not know that. I'm going to be honest. Did I did mean, not know that. I did not know his freshman year he had a half sack along with Aaron Donald in a pit bowl <laughs> game against Bowling Green. They met at the quarterback together. That is oh, unbelievable. He's been lifting with Aaron Donald. And so, and Aaron Donald, by the way, is still mad, according to James Conner, that James Conner shook him for that touchdown run against the Rams earlier this year. So that was all great stuff from the Cardinals Pro Bowl running back. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about what the Cardinals have, what they still need, what's been going on around the NFL, the AFC West. They're all on the Cardinals schedule. The NFC West will look over the block wall as we continue with a Big Red Raid presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Shotgun snap hurts. Short set. Steps up. Being chased far side by Gardeck. Sacks him at the 41-yard line. Dennis Gardeck has become the sack machine. Shotgun snap. Hurts with a short set. In trouble. Steps up. Gets hit. And sacked. Dennis Gardeck was there first. Somebody hit the strobe, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gardecki! Gardecki! Kyler Murray mic'd up. And yeah, that's that's uh, symbolic of the sideline. I'll just say that much. I mean, the sideline just ate that up in 2020 when he had seven sacks in just 93 defensive snaps after down went Chandler Jones week five against the Jets. And there was Dennis Gardeck coming out in his first defensive snaps ever, the two-time team captain special teams. And he is on board with a three-year contract this week, an undrafted free agent 2018. So you never quite know what's in store for a lot of these guys as we wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Wolf, how much of yourself, honestly, as a four-time Pro Bowler on special teams, do you see in Dennis Gardeck? Oh, you know what, Polly? Yeah, I think he's a better athlete than I was. Okay, I'm just going to straight line speed. I did. I actually had some really good straight line speed, but I think Dennis Gardak is a better athlete than I was. He's able to move laterally a lot better than I was. Um, special teams, very similar, Polly. I would say very, very similar in how we both play. Just uh, – yeah giving it everything you've got. I think that's Dennis Gardeck, and that definitely is what I had to do. Otherwise, I would not have been in the league, Paul. 
Talking to the media this week, Dennis Gardeck gave a lot of a lot of props to Chandler Jones for helping him as a pass rusher and trying to learn that position. Um, and and he brought up 2020, and, and the stat is unbelievable. The seven sacks and 93 defensive snaps. He also had like 10 quarterback hits. I mean, he was a force. And 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 I asked him about it, and and he said, you know, he does wonder, you know, and he 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 said he understands if people wonder if it was a fluke. And so that's his mission, to go out there this year and prove that he can be legitimate off the edge. And right now, if you look at the Cardinals in free agency, losing Chandler Jones, they need a pass rusher the other team's offensive coordinator is going to have to account for and game plan for. Yeah, Polly, and there are some guys that are out there. There's some names that are out there as well. I, I don't know if the Arizona Cardinals actually have the finances to be involved in any of these. Uh, Darius Smith, of course, Dante Fowler Jr., Jadavion Clowney, Melvin Ingram. I, I have no idea, Paul, if they could sign any of these guys at this point in time. But, you know, there that one name, it, it, Jadavion Clowney to me, it's it's that one name right there. Um, this is a guy that it does bother me that he's been knocked around the NFL for as big of a talent as I think he is, but he's still only 29 years old, Paulie, and he still had nine sacks last year in 14 games. Um, and he played with D-Hop and J.J. Watt. Yes! That right there, Paulie, that's very interesting mm. to me. I like that. That's interesting, yeah. And Well, look, by the way, the uh, Deshaun Watson update desk, uh, a little bit ago it came out that Carolina is out. The sweepstakes are down to Atlanta or New Orleans. Browns are out. Panthers are out. It's going to be either the Falcons or the Saints. And guess what? Both those teams are on the Cardinals' schedule this year. Have you taken a look at the Cardinals' schedule playing the AFC West and then some of the other teams that are along with the Patriots? And Are you kidding me? The schedule (laughs) is absolutely loaded, Ron Wolf. They're playing the Buccaneers. Tom Brady is back. They're going to play Deshaun Watson with either the Saints or the Falcons. They have both of them. The AFC West is on the Cardinals' schedule. They are going uh, on the road in the AFC West to the Broncos and the Raiders. And we know the Devontae Adams news today. Your reaction to that trade? Yeah. No, my goodness, Paul, it was huge. First of all, let me just say the schedule, it does look brutal right now. It really does. Even though the National Football League is a year-to-year proposition. Never forget that, Polly. It is a year-to-year proposition right now. A lot of guys, a lot of things can actually happen. Um, Guys can walk away from contracts. Guys can get injured, of course. We all understand that. We had a front-row seat to that last year and what it can do to a football team. So, again, I know it may look that way right now, but it is really a year-to-year proposition. It doesn't look good. When you when you look at the AFC West and say that's the division you're going to play, I mean, yeah, that that sucks, buttermilk, Paul. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I tweeted out earlier at Paul Calvisi that the AFC West needs its own channel. They need to launch the AFC West network like the SEC does to the college game. That's what the AFC West is becoming because you realize the quarterbacks are Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. The pass rushers are Joey (laughs) Bosa and Khalil Mack on the Chargers, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby with the Raiders, Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb with the Broncos, and then Chris Jones and Frank Clark with Kansas City. Stop it! I mean, the talent is staggering. And now... 
I don't know what I, I I don't know what Aaron Rodgers thinks right now. All I know is if he was angry when they drafted Jordan Love, I'd love to hear what he has to say about them losing Devontae Adams yeah. for a first and a second rounder because they couldn't afford him. I know, Paulie. Honestly, um, they couldn't afford him. And supposedly, we were all told that Aaron Rodgers knew, Paul, knew that they were not going to be able to re-sign Devontae Adams. And yet, here he was. Paul, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did he get a lot of money? Did Aaron (laughs) Rodgers get the Brinks back up to the front yard? Yeah, he did. And he had to know this is not going to help us actually sign Devontae Adams. So I wonder... Could Packer fans right now be saying, guess what? Our quarterback chose the big money, and it was big, big money, $50 million a year, instead of a chance to win another ring. Because he has no excuses now, correct? I mean, he basically, if, if he indeed was responsible for this sort of personnel move, losing arguably the best receiver in the NFL, <laughs> man, then that is squarely on the quarterback at this point because obviously he didn't give a team-friendly deal. Now, there are also some reports out there, I should cite, that Devontae Adams wanted to go back to the West. He played with Derek Hart, Fresno State. He's a Bay Area guy. And so, look, Green Bay or Las Vegas, could you find two more disparate locales and markets? Uh, You would understand if he wanted to change in lifestyle. Supposedly, Paulie, I haven't seen all the details yet, but supposedly the Green Bay Packers offered him exactly what he got. The contract Mm. that he actually signed. They offered him that money, Paul. To your point, maybe he just wanted out of Green Bay, period. You know what, Uh, Paul? There's another name out there, too. Marquez Valdez-Skelding, right? This guy. This is an interesting guy, Paul. 6'4". He's a big wide receiver, and he can run a sub-4'4", Paul. He's made some plays down the field. This is a name. He's a free agent that is actually out there. I have to wonder if the Arizona Cardinals might be kicking the tires on that one. He would be a great outside receiver. You're right. He's great after the catch, right? His yards his yards per catch are sky high. Now, I wonder, though, the Packers are going to be so desperate for receivers if he gets overpaid by the hometown team. We'll see how that goes now. I'm still Oliver Juju Smith-Schuster-Wolf. I know you are, Polly. I, I like just, it. He's out there. You know, what about Cole Beasley? Does that get your attention at all right sure, now? As a sure. slot guy, 32 years old, line him up in the slot. Oh, look, everybody. Who's the other guy in the other slot? Oh, it's Zach Ertz out of 11 personnel. That could suddenly, 11 personnel could actually be sub-package personnel group for the Arizona Cardinals. One wide way, receiver, I yep. mean, three wide receivers, one tight end, one back, and now all of a sudden, you hey, what if you have Cole Beasley in the slot on one side and Zach Ertz in the other? I like that. Because the other receiving headline today, Allen Robinson going to the Rams. So Allen Robinson on a three-year deal, $30.7 million guaranteed reportedly, is now in the division. And it's about time the Rams signed somebody. I mean, you know, no particular <laughs> order. They lost Johnny Hecker. They lost Andrew Whitworth. They lost Von Miller. They lost Darius Williams, their corner. Their uh, standout D tackle, Sebastian Joseph Day, is gone. They lost a starting right guard in Austin Corbett. I mean, they were on track to sign basically a guy by the name of first name Jack, last name Squat, and they finally got <laughs> Allen Robinson, the L.A. Rams. Uh, and so, obviously, you know who he reminds me of Paulie Allen yep. Robinson, Robert Woods. Mm. That, you know, it can't be a coincidence. I would imagine the Rams look at that and go, you know what, honestly, he kind of looks like Robert Woods right there.
Well, and is even is OBJ even an option for the Rams, considering he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl in early February, so. mid-February? So when's he going to be ready? Yeah, no, Polly, I know, exactly. So, you know, again, um, Robert Woods playing for the Rams, you know what a big loss that was to the Rams when he went down? Oh, yep. my goodness, it was staggering. So, you know, they might look at him and say, wow, you know, there's a lot of similarities right there between Robert Woods and, and Robinson. So maybe we want we might want to do that. Yeah. Speaking of uh, guys leaving, uh, Jordan Phillips released to create cap room. Uh, he's already with Buffalo. Jordan Hicks. Tell me about a guy who played 97% of the snaps last year on defense. He had 116 tackles. Like we had talked about, it's just my opinion. You couldn't have Jordan Hicks on this year's roster because then guess what? He would probably win the job again over Zayvon Collins. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, uh, going into camp, you may not be too far off the mark, Polly. but let me just caution you on this right here. Zayvon Collins, I- Isaiah Simmons also. What kind of offseason have these guys had? What kind of offseason did they have? Not a lot because of the pandemic, Polly. You you look at especially Isaiah Simmons. You think of the two off-seasons he's had. Um, this is going to be a very critical year this off-season for both Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. No doubt. No doubt. He, he has to earn the trust of his defensive coordinator, does he not? If he's yes. going to wear the green dot and he's going to call the defense, he has to have the ability to keep up with opposing offenses that, you know, every play call has sub-play calls, and he's got to be able to decipher and then go ahead and spit out instantly. Instantly. You hear what Rob oh. Fredrickson told us last week on the Big Red Rage, just about the mental capacity he must have at that middle linebacker spot. You know, Paulie, I've talked about it over and over and over again. It was the reason why I didn't want to move Isaiah Simmons around. Didn't want to do it. Did not want to do it. Let him sit there and learn one position, and, and to me, I, I, I think this offseason is going to do Isaiah Simmons a lot of good, but I think Zayvon Collins, more than anybody, has the biggest opportunity to grow this offseason, having a regular offseason where he's going to have a lot of work out on the field. This is a huge opportunity for Zayvon Collins and the light to go on like it needs to. It's a very difficult position to play. Any type of inside linebacker, let alone Mike Backer or fullback, Paul, never, ever forget that, Paul. Those two positions, other than quarterback, maybe the most cerebral positions on a football team. I'll let you have that one. As I mentioned, that uh, punter Andy Lee inked a one-year deal. That was the special teams news today, along with a longtime long snapper Aaron Brewer got a one-year deal as well. So, by the way, Andy Lee is going into his 19th season. He's played in 280 regular season games. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. A special thanks. James Conner for joining us, the Pro Bowl running back. He is back on board. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, special thanks to our senior broadcast manager and producer, Jim Omohundro, our technical director, Lauren Koble. For Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Lauren!